Welcome to a Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. I'm Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello, and welcome to Masonia Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we hear the stories of food entrepreneurs. We're glad you joined us today. We're here to, with stories of hope and inspiration for all of our food friends out there. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> nice to see you today in your tropical background. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I I wanted to thank you for something because oh. I am taking a class right now and I'm pretty sure that I found out about it because of you or oh. at least the Food Innovation Center okay. because you guys send out um, information about different food events that are happening around yeah. town. Food so, Entrepreneur Network. Yeah. So I signed mm -hmm. up for the um, Livelihood Northwest Ascend program. Oh. And so I started that two weeks ago. And I love it. It's so good. And so I wanted to tell people about Livelihood Northwest. They can look it up, especially business owners. And, you know, I always talk about on the show that I think it's really important to, you know, continue business education and always be learning and trying new things. But, you know, the last time I took classes was in the beginning of starting the business. And now I'm up at the 10-year mark. And so I really felt like it was time to kind of relook at things. Because even when you do like a business plan or or you're looking at marketing or your website, all of that stuff has changed so much over this time. And so um, I'm with this really great group of small business owners and there are other, you know, there's lots of um, other food makers, but it can kind of be anybody. There's some winemakers, there's all kinds of people in there, but it's really fun to kind of have this new community of people to share ideas with and refocus on the business. So, Oh, you're with a group of great people. I know. Totally. It's so many great people. There's some people from my, um, firebrews in there. Yeah. Val's on there. People from the show and Hot so I just Mama Salsa. To, mm -hmm, Nikki and David from my uh, sauce maker group. So it's been really wonderful. So I just wanted to thank you for putting that information out there because I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Mm. So okay. I wanted to thank you for teaching me how to cook beans. Oh yeah. Yeah, you watched my bean show. <laughs> you would think a person like me would know how to cook beans. You're like, just cut some satsumas up and throw them in there. And I was like, whoa, what a great idea. Thanks for watching. You know, it's funny. I think that um, sometimes the simplest, like the with the cooking demos, I'm just doing the simplest things because I think sometimes people forget how easy it is and yeah. get used to like buying like a can of beans. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. I actually, you know what? The food situation over here in Milwaukee has been kind of bad this last week with the snow and the electric. Yeah. Lab. So I ended up going to Walmart down in McLaughlin and I bought 
like five <clears throat> kinds of beans. Good. That was great. And you're going to make them. I'm all stocked up now. Yes. Well, I'm so glad. Thanks for watching. And now you'll make beans. You don't need to buy them in a can anymore. It's the magical <laughs> fruit, right? <laughs> I'm so glad that you watch my <laughs> cooking demo. It like brings me joy every time I see your name pop up on there. <laughs> hey, I'm always looking for something new to try. So thank you for doing that. Of course. Thanks for watching. So we have some special guests with us in the studio today. We have New and Craig of Femi Kingston. They are the makers of Jamaican jerk seasonings that captures the essence of Jamaica using natural ingredients. To produce worldly flavors. Hi guys. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> We're so good. It's glad I'm so glad you could join us on the show today. Yes. It's nice. I'm glad to we could make you. it today. Good to see you all. You too. We want our listeners to be able to connect to you. So can you tell people your Instagram and website so they can find you? So we are at Fimi Kingston LLC. So that's our Instagram handle. And our website is www.fimikingston.com. Nice. Per perfect. You can go and find out all the information about, about our spices and our food card. Awesome. Well, we want to start with kind of the basics. Can you tell people what Femi Kingston means? So in Jamaica, there's a dialect called Patwa. So in Patwa, Femi means my. So it's basically my 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 Kingston, I mean our Kingston, because it's in tandem with my beautiful wife. So Femi Kingston is is our Kingston, and we are giving people a glimpse of our Kingston through our spices. Yeah, it's a blend of really who we are as a family and as a a couple. So yeah, our 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 various cultures and worlds colliding. <laughs> yes, yes. And you two met in Jamaica, correct? In Jamaica, in Kingston. Yeah, in Kingston. How did you end up in Portland? Do you want to go? Or yeah. do you want to go? I guess I can start the story. It's a, it's a, it's a good story. So, uh, so I was a, a Peace Corps volunteer. And one of the places that I landed as a Peace Corps volunteer was in Kingston, Jamaica. And Craig happened to work in the Peace Corps office. So he was at the headquarters and I was a volunteer. Yes. And so... Um, we met kind of that way. And there was, I mean, there was a hurricane, <laughs> if you can remember back to Hurricane uh, Floyd. Um, Craig really was the logistics person at the Peace Corps office. And so he kind of reached out to me, um, checking on me. And I thought he was going to give me supplies for the hurricane, but he was asking me out and I'm thinking, <laughs> Oh my God, we're in the middle of a mission to get to her surprise. <laughs> you were doing both things. Yes. <laughs> were there any beans in those supplies? <laughs> yeah, there was. I knew it. It's always beans. It's always beans. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the long and the short of it, really. That's how we met. So Yeah, so that's how we met in 1998, 23 years ago this year. And we've been together ever since. I, I love that story. Yeah. So how did I end up in Portland? Yeah. We lived in Jamaica for a number of years. And then she wanted to move back to the beautiful Pacific Northwest. So so I moved for love. 
<laughs> that's how I ended up in Portland. Yeah. Look for the snow and rain. <laughs> <laughs> Is it torturous for you to go from this beautiful tropical environment to a snowy, stormy Pacific Northwest? You know, initially it was pretty hard. When I look yeah. back at my journal in the in the early years, you know, in 2001 when I moved here, we, I moved in October 2001. I, I don't know how I survived, to tell the honest truth. But, you know, I knew did her best to kind of bring Jamaica to me. She found, you know, Jamaican stores, you know, and she went and she bought a bunch of Jamaican stuff and she found Jamaican restaurants and she took me. So she tried her best to, you know, bring Jamaica to me here in the Pacific Northwest. So I survived and 20 years later, I'm still here. It's amazing. I mean, it was really out of necessity, right? So just trying to find the right spices, yeah, the right herbs all of that type of stuff. And so then when we would find and source things, I mean, it was maybe friends from the Bay Area shipping us things and bringing us stuff. And then we started, you know, hoarding all this stuff and then started making spices and our Jamaican rubs. And we would have really great parties and people were like, this stuff is really good. You guys need to do something with it. And then I was like, hmm, and just started the whole snowball of thinking about product, right? It's one thing when your friends and family tell you something's good and you know it's good, but then it's like, how good is it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They That's just want food from our house. You have to believe them, though, because if you're bringing something to them that's bringing them joy even though you're yeah. they're your friends and family other people are going to feel that way too you know you, but you do need that that initial start of like encouragement i think that's we hear that from a lot of small businesses that they like make something and then their friends and family are like you have you to sell this, this. You have to yeah, bottle yeah, it. Yeah. yeah can you tell us what jerk is besides a mean person <laughs> <laughs> And there's a movie called The Jerk, but I don't think yes. that's what your spice is. So jerk is synonymous with Jamaican cooking. The, the, the story goes that there is a group of indigenous Jamaicans called the Maroons, right? Maroons. And the Maroon leader, his name is King Kojo. You know, he escaped slavery back in the 16 or the 1700s, right? So... As he was escaping, he was being chased by the British, 1700s. He's being chased by the British, and he way to sustain himself. So in the bushes, he picked a bunch of peppers and spices and herbs. He killed a wild boar, dug a hole in the ground, used all those herbs and spices and peppers to season up the boar, and he basically cooked it, right? The, the, the spices kind of preserved the meat and kept it from going rotten like really quick. And the protein fueled him so he could run further and farther, right? So that's how jerk, that's the essence of jerk, right? That's how jerk starts. That's how the story goes. But jerk is just a, a combination of different spices and peppers that you you blend together and use. It's used to marinate almost anything. So that's, that's basically what jerk is. And it's spicy. Are there different um, like versions of it? Not just that you make, but in general, like, is there, will different families kind of have different things that yeah, they do? It's, yeah. It's like a Vietnamese family who cooks pho. You know, every family steak and pho is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing with jerk. It's the same thing with jerk. And now, so you, you guys have the cart. Did you start with the cart first and then do the seasonings or did you start with the seasonings first? 
No, we started with the seasonings first. Yeah. So we yeah. really, you know, were a product before the cart that you're referring to is our food cart. So the, the product kind of was created out of, okay, we have this recipe, Craig's family recipe. We write it down. We kind of, um, you know, get all of our ingredients together, see how to source it, see how, what's the best way to utilize it. How do we, you know, think about what container it comes in, all of those things. And so part of it for me was exciting was like, I have a degree from Oregon State in nutrition and food systems management. So I actually kind of had some of that handle in the back of my brain that I hadn't been using in a very, very long time. And so I really encouraged Craig to say, put your family's product on the market, because I think that's something that we don't have a lot of in the Northwest, um, that Caribbean influence. And so... You know, it's it's a hot, hot commodity to have something that people want. And so as we continued to talk about it, it became kind of this kind of pet passion project, a family project mm-hmm. between the two of us. And then we really tried to bring our kids into the as the much mix. as possible. And then meeting with Sarah at the Food Innovation Center kind of helped put us on a trajectory, you know, to get the product, you know, to market. Because, for instance, the product uses uses sugar, right? And we never knew a product called granulated sugar existed, mm-hmm. you know, and then Sarah suggested, hey, why not use granulated sugar instead of brown sugar? Because granulated sugar will stop the product from clumping mm-hmm. so it can have a longer shelf life. So that's the stuff I didn't think about, knew, didn't think about. Yeah, didn't and know. the Innovation Center really helped us to, yeah, think about Thank things you. That, we, that we just didn't have knowledge of. Yeah. She's so good, right? She's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys. They're really great, you know, because it, it kind of, you know, you make the investment. Whenever we think about making investments, we like, we take the plunge. When you put your money to learn, educate yourself and learn more, we just yeah. feel like we're going to utilize it. That really was kind of a turning point. Like, hey, we're being serious. We're putting money into educating ourselves on what the best way to market this is. And it was a, a big turning point, taking that class and saying, okay, let's do this. Let's really do this instead of talk about it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of a motivator anytime yeah. because it makes yeah. you be like, I'm putting this energy into it. Now I got to do it. And so I yeah, always exactly. think it's really exactly. important for people to, to do that and then to keep doing it, you know, because it's like yeah. you can kind of get a little stagnant with what you're doing. And so it's like fun to be part of that group dynamic and have people with information that's not in your own head that they can share. So nice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So new you're from your family is Vietnamese. Did you put a little Vietnamese twist on the spice blends that you put together? (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because when we first started, we really were focused on getting the Jamaican jerks spice right you know so I wasn't interested in doing any of that but in the way that Craig and I cook together at home you know he'll start something and then I'll add you know maybe some fish sauce in it and then it makes it it causes some tension it's like that smell you know the fermented smell and then we would add other ingredients and we're like, hey, it's fusion. It's really what we are about, our family is about, you know. And then we kind of want to incorporate that more into our food cart. And so that's kind of where we've thought about how do we fuse that a little more. But we will have, we've had some, you know, products that we want to launch that kind of have some of that fusion where we look at some more Asian type of ingredients and 
you know, other flavors that are typically more Asian that we want to do. So yeah, this is your full-time work then for both of you, your food card. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's not. No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So we both have nine to five jobs. Oh, you do? Yeah, we have nine to five jobs. I mean, I work for the city of Portland in the grants division as an analyst. I've been doing that for five plus years. My undergrad is in accounting, got an MBA in, in finance. New, as she mentioned, went to Oregon State and studied food science. And then yeah. she got an MPA from Portland State University. So she teaches part-time at Portland State University health classes. And you, you can finish talking about all the other stuff that you do uh, in addition to the food part. And yeah, the so I also... Um, and a, a public health consultant. And so right now, this past year, I've just been sucked into a lot of um, additional COVID-19 work. And so we do have other jobs. Um, yeah. This is, you know, like good people of color. This is our side hustle right now. And so um, <laughs> we, it, it's hard, you know, I know that for you, Sarah, you took that plunge into becoming a full-on you know, sauce maker. We we've we thought about that really not no not so much for the spice, but when we thought about expanding and doing the cards. Yes. Um, we thought that needs full time attention. And so, about a year and a half ago, um, eighteen months ago, I I quit my job at the Oregon Health Authority and you know concentrated on the cart until it was up and running, so that we could switch at some point where Craig could do it. In you know. So it's that, okay, well, who's going to do it? Who's going to jump out and do it? And who me, financially, So <laughs> we really had to think about that. And we're kind of at that place now where we're reevaluating. You know, you can't not reevaluate in this past year that we've had. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about what, where do we want our business to go? I mean, I, I appreciate this conversation right now because I think for us, we've been thinking, where are we taking this? Where are we going to go? And then even to hear you say, Sarah, that you're going back and taking some more classes yeah. after 10 yes. years. That makes yes. a lot of sense. And that's actually very inspirational. It's like, yeah, we can't let our dreams kind of fizzle out because we're a little tired. The market's kind of scary. You know, it's it's all those things you kind of have to think about as a yes. small business owner and, yeah. and maker of things. And I, continue to educate yourself so you can take your business to the next level as well. Yeah. Well, and so that's what I did. Um, you know, in the beginning, I took business classes through Mercy Corps Northwest and yes. I did their business foundations. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I wanted to figure out, it was just me. And then I needed to figure out how to have employees and what that would yes. look like. So I took the business foundations too, so I could organize how to have employees. And then I wanted my husband to leave his job so he could be around our daughter more because he was just working all the time. So I figured out how many wholesale accounts we needed to be able to, I did, I did a business foundations three to be nice. like, how do I develop our wholesale line so that we, yes. he can, you know, we can pay him the amount he's making working out of school, which wasn't much money. So, <laughs> so we could do it. But, and then now I'm doing it just because our business has changed so much with COVID that I just yes. need to relook at how we're selling things and the way that's most profitable for us. So I think it's always good to do that kind of thing. And one of the things I noticed when I looked at your guys' food cart hours... Yeah, I was like, they both have full time jobs. I I yeah, knew yeah. that that had to be what was going on because I'm like, that's a oh, good deduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah we do. I I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to just to answer the original question that was asked as far as the jerk is concerned, the jerk is straight Jamaican. 
Yeah, it's yeah. my it's my family's recipe, and we kind of modified for the American market because in Jamaica, when your mom cooks, and the same thing in Vietnamese culture, there is no one tablespoon of it's like yo a pinch of that son, a dash of that, eyeball that, put in some, you know, it's a couple shakes, you know, a pinch of that, you know. Two teaspoons, yes. you know, yeah, two two spoons of that. So, so you have to do your best to do it, but it's not an exact science. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like I had to talk to my mom several times to get her stuff and say, so mom, when they said a dash, is that I would say a dash is a a quarter of a teaspoon of that. And she, yeah, okay, so a quarter of a teaspoon, and then all right, a quarter of a teaspoon. <laughs> you know, so we needed to move it from just you know to a recipe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, but it's straight Jamaican, the the jerk spice. Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk more about your food cart. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, tell us, where is your food cart? Maybe people would like to come by and get some food. Well, we are at a food cart pod called Flipside Bar and Carts. So we have one, we have one of eight food carts there. And it's located at 9320 Southeast Woodstock Boulevard in Portland. That's nine seven two six six. Mm, yeah. yeah, I know where that is. And so it's in the Lentz neighborhood. So Lentz has changed a lot. It's um, it's it's really exciting, um, to see what's happening in yeah, Lentz. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So you're that heading is. to like is that I? So if like you're heading towards uh, I two hundred five and you mm-hmm. want to go southbound, yeah. we're right yeah. there on the corner, and so. You, you want to turn before you get onto the freeway. Unless you'll miss it. Yeah. And how long have you had the food cart for? The second year of operation. Yeah. Yeah. So June of this year, it will be two years since the food cart has been open. We, when I was looking you guys up um, on Saturday, I was telling my husband all the different dishes that you had. And he was like, let's go there tomorrow. It's like research for your <laughs> podcast. And so we like, we like picked out what we were going to call in and get, and we were all excited. And then we got to the hours and we were like, oh no, they're not open tomorrow. So now we have plans. We are coming to your well, part on great. Saturday. Okay. So we already picked out what we want and we're like ready to go. So we're going to see you on Saturday. Look forward to seeing you guys. <laughs> What's it like to be a food cart owner? It's, it's fun, exciting. You know, it's fun, exciting. I mean, we both like to cook, you know, we both like interacting with people, yeah. you know, so the food cart gives you the opportunity to do those, those two things, you know, and I, I, I feel like I work great under pressure. You know, and sometimes in the food cart, it's just like, you know, it's, it's you might have your period just waiting for a customer. It's like, man, there's no customer like the last 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, it's like, bam, 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 bam. You know, so I, I like that bam, 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 where I feel like, you know, it's like seven different things. And I just flip that switch in my head and I'm just going and I'm just going. So it's, it, it's fun. 
Yeah, it's a really different experience. I like it's it. It's different than our regular day jobs, right? And Craig and I really enjoy our customers. We we yeah. really love our customers. Yeah. And I think oftentimes when we think about the future, we're like, well, we got to open. People are counting on us. <laughs> as if, as if you know, you got to yeah. have your jerk chicken. Yeah. And then, and also for me, I grew up in this business. So my parents in the 80s and 90s had a food cart um, that we kind of toured Oregon. And so it was before food carts were a thing. My parents were doing this. And so that's kind of how we shifted and thought about how do we expand going from having a product to giving more opportunity for people to try the food. Because when it sits on the shelf, you know, and you're going in and doing demos, that's one thing where that's a lot of hard work and that's a lot of sales, which yes, we can do. But when you can make the food the way that you make it and then offer it to people, people yeah. really, yeah, like, really yeah, yeah, it's different, you know. And then they get to see and meet Craig and hear our story. Yeah. And I mean, you as well. I mean, the great thing about our spices and the food cart, it's a Jamaican product being made by Jamaicans. So it's, it's, it's you can't get more authentic than that. That is authentic. You know, yeah, you can't get more authentic. You know, and these are all my family recipes, you know, that I like to cook here at home. My mom used to cook for me and my siblings back in Jamaica. And her mom used to cook for her, you know, and her siblings. It's just stuff that has been passed down, you know, from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. And so, I'm, sh- I'm sure your customers vary from people that, you know, just love Jamaican food and crave it, but also you probably offer a connection to their family members that maybe they don't see or mm-hmm. give them a taste of home or, you know, I'm sure that you, when you say that your customers need you, I'm sure that that has to be yeah, part yeah. of it, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, we have this one customer, he's, she's Jamaican and his son it was born here and he, they came on Saturday, like my, it's my dad's birthday and this is what he wanted for his birthday. And it's like, man, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm glad we showed up today. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we showed up today. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love it. You have your two spice blends. What are you said? You have some new ideas. What are your new ideas? So we have a curry that's ready to launch. You know, it's ready. It's, it's ready. It's just we need to just do it. Do it. You know, and the recipe is ready. We worked again with the Food Innovation Center and got the the called ingredients breakdown. You know, we have the the labels made. That's a matter of just doing it. But I, I don't know why I keep putting it off. You know, it's just like so, so many other stuff going, so much other stuff going on. But that's the next one we're going to launch. Is it's going to be a sauce in a jar? No, it's it's, it's a dry rub as well. It's oh, a, it's, it's a it's dry a, rub. Yeah, it's not a dry rub. It's a curry powder. Curry powder. Yeah, curry mm-hmm. powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... I, I saw you posted about it on your mm-hmm. um, Instagram yeah. and it's, it like made my mouth start to water. But I also am very interested in the one that you do that's the spicy. Um, the one with the habanero. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Tell, can you tell our listeners about that one? So that's our jerk spice. So we have two, you know, jerk is just hot. There is no mild jerk. It's hot and it's hotter, you know. So we have what, it, what we call a Fimi Kingston original, you know, and that's the first one we started with, you know. it's You get all the flavors, you know, and it's spicy, but it won't burn your tongue off or anything, you know. 
the Kingston Hearts still won't burn your tongue off, but it's upper level as My far as the spiciness is concerned. Same ingredients, but just more habaneros in the Kingston Heart versus yeah. the same Kingston original, but the same, the same flavors. You sell the spices at your cart, but you're probably in some stores too. Which stores mm -hmm. are you in? Yeah, so we're in New Seasons Market, yeah. so all of the New Seasons in the Northwest, and I believe New Seasons has a kind of sister organization in California, California. called New, New, Leaf. New Leaf. Yeah, we're in those so stores. Those stores in the Bay Area. Yeah. So there's that. We're also in Barber World Foods. Yeah. Yeah, and you can find our product online. Online, yeah. At a website or at a food cart. We sell it at a food cart as well. Sarah Mathoni, have you ever been to Barber World Foods? Of course. It's so fun. And I, as soon as I saw that you that your product was carried there, I, I wasn't surprised. It's so it's such a wonderful mm -hmm. place to go for people that are interested in cooking and want to cook, you know, different things from all different yeah. places. Every yes. time I get a new cookbook from somewhere around the world, I always go to Barber World Foods to find the ingredients that I couldn't find, you know, in, in New Seasons or a, another grocery store. Mm -hmm. They yeah. always have so many wonderful things. So I was glad to see that you guys are in there because I think it's the perfect perfect spot for your spices to be. I agree. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome store. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. And they, my daughter loves it too, because they also, not only do they have all these different seasonings and spices from around the world, but they have a lot of interesting fruits and vegetables. And so a yeah. lot of times I'll take her and, and just be like, pick anything, you know, you want. And so you can go and get dragon fruit and things like that, like things yeah. you couldn't yes. find necessarily. In, in a, a new season. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. A whole food. Yeah. It's they have really a great fun. Collection. Great collection yeah. of olive oils too. If you want to find a really different olive oil, you can It's a fun place to take, there. yeah, to take kids and just be able to teach them about different places and by letting them pick out stuff because all of the packaging too is really colorful yeah, and different yeah. it's from all over the world. So it's really yeah. fun. If if people haven't been there, you should definitely go check it out with your they family. They have a good cheese selection and a great bakery selection yeah. of really international baked mm -hmm. goods. I like it there. Good, good wine selection if you're into Good wine and too. beer too. Yeah. That yeah. huge yeah. room full of beer. Oh my gosh. So good. I love going there. It makes me want to go right now. <laughs> yeah, so are you, after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you blending your seasoning in your food cart or are you having it blended by a company who's a co packer? You know, and you and I do everything ourselves. Oh, you do? Oh yeah. So our kitchen is licensed as a domestic kitchen to the Oregon Department of Agriculture. Okay. You know? And that's how we, we do it. You know what I mean? You have to follow like certain, you know, protocol whenever you go to yes. assemble your spices. But yeah, we, we do everything. I mean, we package, we label, we seal, we distribute ourselves. You know, That's so, good. Yeah, I mean. It's exhausting. Where, yeah, we didn't have to get to the point where we could hire yeah. um, someone to assist us with that, you know. Um, but we're, we're just teetering on that. You know, when is when is that point of doing jumping over to yeah, we, that's right. 
It's a it's a little bit challenging to figure that out when you are um, doing it in your home too, because I yeah. I did that as well. So so I got to a point where I could only make so much in my home, and it was just me and my husband. But then to bring someone else into the house like mm-hmm. felt kind of weird. Yeah, and and so I I made the decision to do more wholesale accounts, and uh-huh. and I went to a commercial kitchen space and rented space. And then, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that's how I did it. But then that's hard too. Cause then you have the overhead of, of rent. Right. So I always think like, try to yeah. stay in your space as long as you can, because it is hard to all of a sudden have, it's like having another mortgage or, or, you know, rent or something. So it, it does know, get a little tricky. Classic yeah. foods does small batch blending of spices. Did you know that? Classic foods. Classic foods. Yeah. I- they're in Northeast Portland. They're a local um, food manufacturer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have a small spice blending room, and I think they do the smallest batch size around town. If you want somebody to blend like 25 or 50 pounds of something yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. We'll look into that. We'll then all that. you would have to do is fill the packages. You wouldn't have to do the blending. Right. That yeah, I mean, that would be great. That would be great. I mean, it's just, as I said, it's just new and myself, and... Yeah, it, it can be a lot at times. You yeah. know, this was supposed to be our what our retirement idea to do. And then we kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Um, you know, we'd love to retire right now, but and, and do all of this full time. But then I don't know. We, we've got kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. We yeah. have kids, you know, you need insurance for kids and. You know, there's a lot of things you need with kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> and one yes. of them is money. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> money is we, one of the most important things. Exactly. Make this this thing, this idea, this kind of love thing work and yet your kids are watching you do it too mm-hmm. and you want to bring them in to do it you know and 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 learn about business and learn about this is what it looks like to kind of follow your your passions and the yeah. funny thing that Craig and I we started this spice business as a family thing because part of what we want to do is also give back to our community we're yes. very into education so yes. both of us are very fortunate to have the opportunity to get master's degrees and study and things like that. And so we really won't believe in giving back to our community, our local community mm-hmm. and really internationally from the roots of where we were born. Jamaica and Vietnam. Yeah. Give back. And so part of what we do is try to get our kids into that mindset of we, we're doing this, yes, to make money, but really there's so much more to this connection that we have with food and the globe and then kind of sharing that with them so this last year when we did our um our with our food cart we set aside some time to um like a weekend of sales and kind of tried to promote it and we gave that as a our first Femi Kingston family scholarship yeah yeah that's pretty awesome and that was awesome because our four daughters were the ones who came up with the the guidelines for the scholarship you know who are we going to give it to what's what is the questions that they're going to 
ask for the mm-hmm. questionnaires, right? Yeah, and then yeah, all of us came together to decide. And Craig mm-hmm. and I really let them be the ones to, um, you know, review applications, review applications and decide who gets who gets the first two thousand dollars from Premier Kingston. And yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I love that. It's so it's so beautiful that you can do that with your family and and provide this scholarship to someone else and then you're helping their family. And I think it's really great to involve everyone. I think that, um, you know, when I started the business, that was really my, my goal was to have my, my child, my daughter be Mm -hmm. part of our, um, you know, farmer's market community and the food community and understand where our food comes from and understand that we're connected through that food. And so, um, although she doesn't come to the market with me now because of COVID, she always has, you know, I've, I, she's, I've carried her on my, you know, chest Mm -hmm. from the time she was born all the way through. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that was, that was the key piece for me is that I wanted my daughter to grow up in a community that was really healthy and giving and connected to food. And, um, and so that was the sacrifice that I made to do this business Mm -hmm. is that, Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't have the stability of having a good, paycheck you don't have the stability of having great insurance yes. but uh you know my fan we spend all of our time together my husband and my daughter and i are together constantly and that's what we really wanted was to be in this world together as a family and um and move through it through the farmer's market and so like i feel like we've achieved that and i love it and i want to keep doing it but that's it's not for everybody you know sometimes no, that's, it's not. that's stressful for people they want to have a nine-to-five job that they know exactly how much money they are going to have and that and that they have all of these other things covered and and that is important but for me this it was more important to be with my fam mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. good yeah yeah then it's like you know we with two younger girls help out occasionally at the food cart you know it's like learning your business one-on-one skills learning your customer service mm-hmm. skills you know learn how to deal with people because no matter what you're doing in this world you have to interact with others yeah. and i care if you're the most reclusive person who's only on the internet all the time it's still there's still somebody else on the other line of that connection who you're dealing with so it's like how do you deal with an irate customer you know if you're Tell a customer 15 minutes and it's 20 minutes, you know, like, what do, what do you do? How do you deal with that customer? You know, so it's just like, we, we have seen their, just, yeah. their growth just dealing with people, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love that. So if people come to their, to your food cart, they can expect to see you guys and maybe your kids. What kind mm-hmm. of food are they going to find there? Can you tell us about the food? And food is good. <laughs> it's, 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 it's pretty authentic food, you know? I mean, there is a couple items on the menu, which is like, you know, an ode to Portland, like the jerk fried chicken and waffles, you know what I mean? You don't really eat waffles in Jamaica, <laughs> you know, but, you know, a lot of people in Portland like waffles, you know, and I like waffles and I like fried chicken and waffles, you know, but I like jerk fried chicken with waffles better, you know, so, you know, you find, you find really good stuff, you know, and then we have brats that we use, we infuse our jerk spices in, you know, so yeah. you, you find that at the car and we set them up with, you know, sauteed bell peppers and onions and then you have the traditional so the traditional jerk chicken with the rice and peas it's basically red beans and rice 
But in Jamaica, you call beans peas, you know, so it's it's rice and beans, a.k.a. peas, you know. So it's like red beans cooked in coconut milk, you know, seasoned, then you add your rice to it. It comes to a certain consistency, you know, and then you serve it up with your jerk chicken, your pork. jerk pork, you know, coleslaw, you know, and fried plantains. The thing we, I like eating fresh, new likes eating fresh, so... All our meats are made to order. You know, there's no, yeah, it's cooked to order. There's nothing sitting there already cooked waiting for you. When you come and say, hey, I want a jerk Kingston special chicken, that's when we put your chicken on the grill. And that's when we put your sausage or pork on the grill. And that's when we fry your, your chicken for you and make your waffle. So other than the coleslaw, you know, and the rice and peas, which you have to make in advance, everything else is made to order. So you'll find good, healthy, fresh foods out of our food cart. I'm pretty authentic too. Yeah, we have vegetarian options too. You know, our reggae bowl, which usually comes with a jerk chicken on it. It's kind of that um, that bowl style where it's rice, then our veggies, and we do kind of this corn and bean salsa that we put on top, really fresh with herbs and things like that. And then for the vegetarian one, we just... You know, we don't, we take out the, um, chicken, the chicken and so we include tofu if you want it, yeah. fried tofu, and then yeah. also fried plantains. So yeah. it's delicious. Yeah, it's really good. I, I enjoy eating over food. And- <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, Simple, so yeah. Every, everything looks and sounds delicious, though. When I, I, I can't wait to come try it. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> what kind of beverages do you serve with your food at your cart? We have Jamaican sodas. You know, sodas I grew up drinking in Jamaica. You know, we oh. have Ting, which is a grapefruit soda. You know, and we have cola champagne. We have ginger beer. There's no alcohol in ginger beer. But it's just called ginger beer for whatever reason. Yeah. And then we have, you know, the Sprite and the Coke and the... The regulars. The regular stuff. Yeah. But we have our Jamaican sodas at the food cart. Yeah. Do you have any advice for families that might be thinking about starting a business, a food cart business or any kind of food business? Advice for families who are thinking of starting a business. I think you have that discussion with your family as a whole. You know, um, I think oftentimes in my case, you know, I talked a little bit about how my family did this work, you know, in the 80s and stuff when we started. It was really parents decided kids get dragged along. Yeah. And oftentimes a lot of businesses are like that. That's not a, it's not a right or wrong way, but I think really incorporating your children early on in the discussion and saying, here's, here's what, you know, we're thinking about doing. How do you see yourself fit into it? Yeah. I think it really gives them an opportunity to say, I don't know if I want to fit into it. And at least at the very least express that. And I think that one of the things that Craig and I always crack up about is that, you know, we've we've worked for the city, we've worked for the state, we've done Peace Corps work, we've done some really cool and tangible things in our careers. And yet when we launched our food cart, one of our daughters said to us, you know, I'm really proud of you guys for doing that. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, it was, it was like all the other stuff. No, 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 I'm really, I'm really proud of you guys for doing that. And it just that's the thing that I think it was in part like, hey, I see what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. And I'm recognizing that 
it's hard work. And they saw the work. They saw the shell of the cart that we bought, you know, and then saw us fixing it up. And little by little by mm-hmm. little by little So they really by, saw that. And yeah. so it was just a funny thing, you know. And so I would say definitely think about how it's going to affect their family because in the end, it's important to us. Yeah. No matter what it is. So we really try to think about that. I would think about that. And, and, and plan it out. You know, plan it out. You know, one thing with New and I, when we do things, it's not just, we don't just jump in. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little That's bit of jumping in, I think. <laughs> yeah, but, but we, we, we plan it out. You know, we plan it out. You know, we come up with a business plan. You know, how would mm-hmm. this affect your finances? Can I still pay my mortgage if I take this plunge? Mm-hmm. You know, all my rent, you know. What would affect my standard of life? You know, like, like plan it out yeah. you know do it say, oh, i'm just gonna do it it's like not like i'm just going for a run you know i'm going for a <laughs> bike ride you know this is a business decision plan it out so that's the advice i would give plan it out that's I good advice yeah i think it's really good advice for people <clears throat> and i think involving your family is really important yeah too. yeah i mean can't do it without your family support yeah well, I hate to say it, but we're going to have to wrap things up, what? you guys. I know. It goes by so fast. It's so fast. But I think that, you know, people know where to find your food cart. They know where to find your spices. Uh, we do always want to send people directly to you to buy them. So can you tell people your website one more time? Again, it's FimiKingston.com. F-I-M-I Kingston. K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N dot com perfect people can go there and buy your um spice blends and figure out where your card is and learn yes. more about you yes, and it can. was so wonderful to chat with you guys today thanks for coming on the show i think that um i really got to know more about you and your family which i appreciate and um i can't wait to enjoy your food so thanks for joining us you guys oh, thank, thank you, you so both. thank you both thank you yes. We record Masoni and Marshall live every week. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitchers. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can send us a direct message on our Instagram at Masoni and Marshall. Until next week, thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye for now. Yes. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers as well as farmers, fisher folk, and ranchers by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.